Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Hideous Laughter Podcast. It's episode 200. To celebrate this milestone, we put together a huge release with three episodes, which we think you will all truly enjoy. In a way, this release is a celebration of all the hard work, time spent, and effort everyone on the HLP network has put into the show over the last near half decade. But more importantly, we'd like to dedicate this release to our listeners, from the ones who've steadily listened weekly since day one to the ones who discovered us later, binged our regular shows as fast as they possibly could. To all the people who have lent us their time, kind words, or support, to all those people we've met at conventions, sent us bottles of booze, or written us a heartwarming review, and to all those we've partnered with in a business capacity, offered encouragement, or even those who never reached out to us but enjoy what we do, thank you. Your passion for our show, enthusiasm for our characters, and generous financial support has made this hobby of ours into something truly special that we love sharing with you each and every week. Our network's footprint in the community, amount of content produced, and reputation has grown so much over the last four years. So here's a sincere thank you from Griff, Steve, Emily, Brooks, Chris, and myself. Enjoy episode 200 of the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Here's part one, The Haunted of Harrowstone. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 200. Woo! Let's go! Or the start of it, at least. You guys excited? I have no idea what's happening, and I'm very concerned by that. Yeah? Yeah, everyone else knows what's happening. I'm very uh, worried. Everyone else has an idea of what's happening. They don't know the whole story. This, this was a slow burn for me, because I think I learned about this concept a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, and it's been simmering in my head. And I started getting ready for the session a, a week or two ago. And that's when like it all started clicking. And over the last couple of days, I mean, we've been recording a crap ton, but this is what's really been anchoring me. I'm ready to roll now. Nice. I am so hyped. Like, I am genuinely so excited for this. I really, really want to both do well and like play this character well. Because I think that it means a lot, and I'm I want to really try. But as the wild boy, I have some expectations <laughs> to, to <laughs> some people to please. <laughs> From the little bit that I do know, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to mm. learn more as we go. I'm just happy to have a clips back. Oh, this is spoilers! I don't know what's going to happen yet. Oh my she gosh. was in 199 in a dream. Yeah. Was, I, was that even her? We don't know. I was really hoping that meant I could use my sheet. Some people might want to listen to 200 before they listen to 199, obviously. Griffin, I got ready <laughs> for her to maybe come back and make an appearance. Fair enough. What are you guys drinking, Steve? Yeah, man. I am drinking a very special cocktail. It's gin and grapefruit juice. Okay. Happy 200. Mm, happy 200. Happy 200. 
Now, this drink is uh, inspired by your character, correct? As all of these drinks? Yes. That's pretty good. If mine was inspired by my character, it should probably be something else. <laughs> Brooks, what you got? Mine is also inspired by my character. Um, a little bit of uh, Starbucks, Southern Cream, and Jameson. So while basic, it's still pretty fun with the Jameson. There you go. Emily? I have a uh, kind of dark and mysterious looking drink with the luster dust that's added. Um, that's like the coolest part of the drink, I would say, is the luster dust. Uh, but it's Coke, raspberry liqueur, and some spiced rum. And it's, it's very good. And it looks so fun with the luster dust, like catching up when it uh, in the carbonation and kind of swirling even when it was sitting still. All the sparkles were still swirling in the drink. And this also is inspired by my character, and I think you'll see the connection once we get going. Yeah, I think it's interesting that Haley got us luster dust for this without knowing anything about where mm. this is going, because it's very thematically appropriate for this. Uh, it is this two hundred mm -hmm. stretch. So oh, cool. well done, very well done. Well, what done. are you drinking, Haley? So I pulled out the skull cup because, again, I was hoping to play Eclipse, and usually she makes me feel like murder. So I got. She makes this, you feel like murder yeah, personally. Yeah, she mm. makes me feel oh. like ready to kill things. Um, okay. So, anyways, I have. Most my... people call that pumped, not like murder. <laughs> I feel like murder. murder. <laughs> I'm pumped when I play Eclipse. No, I feel like murder when I play Eclipse. <laughs> I do feel a little bit like Death Incarnate sometimes with her. It is uh, <laughs> concerning. <laughs> anyways, so I have my skull cup, and then I. Um, it's not about what the flavor of the drink is. It's about the look. So I am drinking an Asher red cream soda. So it's red in color. And then I added the black luster dust. So it's like this kind of dark reddish. Actually, in the light, it looks like purpley, sparkly water. Nice. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not as cool in my uh, cream cream coffee drink. No, we tried, though. We did try. It was. <laughs> we put it in everything. <laughs> really yeah. hard for the hip with that, <laughs> with that luster dust. Yeah, everyone just got a scoop. Yeah. Uh, I, I myself am drinking out of the chalice. Uh, I think it's only fitting that I have the chalice for 200. And I'm drinking a March 1st Astra red cream soda with luster dust. And it just looks great in this chalice. The tentacles really like coming oh, over. Yeah. The tentacles like, coming out. It just like looks like this and, dark red. And we have purple light going on in the studio. It's It's very cool. I worry about what... My poops are going to look like after this. Oh, that is. Yeah, that was the elephant in the room. Yeah. So keep an eye out, guys. Yeah, I'm actually, you know, <laughs> I'll let you guys know. <laughs> yeah. If, what if there's like a glitter dust uh, just in the air? That's one way to cast glitter dust. <laughs> Do not throw glitter around my house. Uh, if it goes through our poops, I'm thinking right. I'm thinking it might just there's no there's no digging out of this hole. Episode 200, everybody. Glitterly poop. <laughs> Glitterly the best. Glitterly poop. <laughs> what a time to be alive. All right, so wait, should I pull out my rune character now? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So when last we met this hero, she had touched an artifact of a great old one. And upon seeing the face of Dagon, it shattered her mind. 
in an attempt to save her and to save her friends from her, the spirit of the Lopper took control of Eclipse. And while in control of the body, took her far away from her friends. The Lopper and Eclipse made a deal. They've made many deals over the course of their cohabitation of Eclipse's body. But this time, the Lopper promised, if you give me full control, I'll fix you. Eclipse, it's been days. You've been kind of a co-pilot in your own body, able to see what the Lopper sees, able to feel what the Lopper feels, but unable to take direct control. You've been traveling this way in and out of consciousness of sanity, babbling to yourself, uh, beating yourself up inside. And these moments of clarity slip in and out. And as quickly as they're there, they're gone. In one of these moments, you see ahead of you stretches a low sloping hill dotted with the remnants of worked fields now overgrown. As dust settles across the sky, Vance brings your body to the charred remains of a farmhouse, burnt down to the frame. The inside is filled with dirt, old ash, and mold, and you smell the scent of charcoal as the lopper lies your body on the ground. You look up, and you can see the faint dots of stars becoming visible as the last traces of sunlight leave the sky. The silence around you is interrupted by the sound of a muffled conversation happening above you. It sounds like Vance is speaking with other people outside of your shared body. But despite how hard you concentrate, you can't make out the conversation or move to see who's there. As you slip in and out of sanity, eventually you slip out of consciousness entirely and you fall asleep. Vance's manifest over the slumbering body of Eclipse. And slowly, from outside of the farmhouse, several hooded figures approach. A man, a woman, and a child. This is the only way we're going to be able to get her back. This is the only way I can fix her. But I need your help. I can't do this alone, and honestly, it's going to take a part of me going to take a part of me to do this so i need the three of you to help her because i'm not going to be able to he produces a dark bottle of wine seemingly from the ether itself and passes it to each of the hooded figures who take a sip link hands with me all we can do is try to put the pieces of eclipse's mind back together you might not even remember this conversation we're having but just trust you're going to find the path. Follow your instincts. At this, he begins to chant. And as each of the hooded figures listens for a bit, they understand the message and begin to chant along with him as a ritual begins. And centered in this ritual is Eclipse. Brooks, Steve, Emily... Your characters are secondary casters in this ritual. Okay. You will provide whoever is making the check a plus one to the skill check. Sounds good to me. Okay. As the lopper chants, what is everybody's knowledge arcana? 15. Non-existent. 22. Hell yeah. The lopper 
turns to the hooded man. You were a scholar once, right? I was. Help us tap in to her mind. Roll me an arcana check with a plus one. That is a 27. No. I know I rolled really bad. (laughs) As the party continues to chant, the hooded man gestures over Eclipse and arcane symbols kind of drift lazily off the tips of his fingers. You see a glowing, glittery, ethereal leak begin to drip from Eclipse's mouth. It's working. Keep going. I need another check. Another knowledge arcana. Do you want me to roll it on my own with a 15 just in case? So you can only make one check in a ritual. Oh. So you got to pick who's doing the I, check. I, I feel then, like I then, have the best yep, odds. 100%. Do that. Ooh, natural 19. Oh, yes. So that's a, what would that be, 30? So, so with the plus one, 42. Awesome. Well done. The slow leak from Eclipse's mouth begins to coalesce. This nimbus forms in the center of the circle. It looks like a maelstrom inside. It kind of like flashes with pulses of lightning, but the clouds glitter and shimmer like something beyond reality. I need one more Arcana check. Bring it home. You can do it. You can do it. Another 27. Oh, no. With a 27, the maelstrom shimmers and then coalesces into a portal. And you can all see that it ripples, but you can't make out what's on the other side. At this point, what is everybody's knowledge planes? 15. Non-existent. I also have a 15. The lopper approaches this portal, and he reaches into his ectoplasmic form, like at the top of his head, and pulls. And you can see it looks like his skin is tightening, and he connects it to the portal. And with the 29, the portal darkens, and then it begins to look like wood. And you see the shape of a keyhole appear. With the 32, the lopper produces an iron key and puts it in the lock. Are, are any of you good with locks? I think this one might be a bit tricky. This a disabled device? Yes. Non-existent. <laughs> I have disabled device. Let I have me. 15. But I'm dead on the ground. Pop you up. <laughs> I have a non-existent disabled device. Might as well be. Uh, plus one. Uh, I have- then I can at least roll to, to aid. You can't aid in a ritual. It's going to be this roll, though you are all providing a plus one. Plus one. So okay. you have a plus one. I have a plus 16. Okay. As long as I can use, like, Thieves tools? Uh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Glad I picked those up. I guess you gotta sometimes sneak into the library to do your studies. That is a 27 with the plus one. Awesome. You really like that number, huh? I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. The lopper places both hands on the door and you fiddle with the key and the lock. You recognize that it's not a perfect fit. But with a 27, you are able to make it turn. Awesome. And as the door opens, you see 
through the crack, this shimmering bright light and the lopper collapses. He lies right next to Eclipse and you see dribbling out of his mouth the same ethereal star stuff. It seems to be tethered to this door as well. You must have done something with the door as you were opening it. You push the door open and white light engulfs this burnt down farmhouse. Eclipse, you awaken to bright sunshine. You're on the ground of this burnt down farmhouse for a moment. You see the figures around you. You see the lopper lying beside you. I need you to make me a charisma check with a plus four. Okay. I have my eclipse dice for the first time. No, a very, very, very long time. Nice. That has to feel good. It does. Except I didn't roll great. Uh, ten. Oh, boy. You see the bright light of sunshine and then it dulls as Overcast rolls in and then you blink back into unconsciousness. Wait, plus four would be 11. Sorry. I don't think that probably matters much, but (laughs) a bad roll is a bad roll. When you awaken, you find yourself in threadbare clothing in a cell. Like what's, what else, what, that's it? Just... You're in a cell. Make me a perception check. Okay. 31. 31. Your eyes adjust to this room, and for a moment, you see it covered in blood. The room in front of you, just blood everywhere. And you see the pit in front of you. You recognize... Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I knew this map looked familiar, but we drew it out last time. (laughs) You recognize the Lopper's Oubliette. This is the... We're playing on the real map that we drew with paper and pencil four years ago. Oh, my gosh. That's what this is. This is Harrowstone. That vision flashes for a second, and then you feel a lightness on your shoulder. Your companion, Aranel, has joined you, but he flutters off. Oh. And you can just make out as he flies down the hall. Girl! Time passes in this cell. About 20 minutes later, you hear footsteps down the hall and approaching from out of the darkness. What does Eclipse see? Eclipse sees a short figure that's wearing some sort of Tian-looking heavy armor that's basically dragging this massive shield with both hands. The shield itself looks kind of unique. It's got spikes all over it, um, almost as if it's some sort of shattered but hardened and coalesced together glass. And from a distance, underneath that armor, you see like this baggy garment covering this small figure's entire frame with a black hood pulled up over their face. And the black hood itself has like a fabric beak dropping down over the figure's face itself. And there's like two almost comical eyes stitched on the side of the hood, kind of like a an approximation of a bird costume made by a child. And this figure 
is clunking down the hallway and walks up to Eclipse's cell. I, I imagine if I'm allowed to, Griffin. Yes. So you see this figure approach and the room illuminates because as the figure approaches you, there is an etheric tether coming out of this small figure's chest and it stretches down the hallway from whence they came into darkness. Arano sits on the figure's shoulder. Girl! The figure walks up to Eclipse's cell and with a big, heavy thud sets this massive shield down and uses their hands to pull back their hood and the person that you see is a young girl who has very pale white skin. She looks like she's probably eight to 10 years old and her hair is black and flowing, but it's not made up in any way. It's not really taken care of. Um, I love to cast my characters and I don't really know any child actors, but I thought this particular actor would portray this character really well. I want to de-age Anna Taylor-Joy because I think she has very distinctive facial features that I envision when I'm thinking about this character. So that's the lead character in Queen's Gambit and the Witch. Do you always do this stuff where you like say some I know exactly person's name? Mm-hmm. I know exactly who that is. Since yep. For that okay. uh, Queen's Gambit. Yep. I, I got it now. Thank you. <laughs> so she looks inquisitically at Eclipse. Hello. What are you doing in that cell? Uh, I'm not really sure. Can you open the door? Oh, I I don't know. She looks at Aranel. Does the bird indicate anything at all? A set of keys appears in Aranel's beak. She reaches up and takes the keys and starts leaning towards the door and then pauses. Why are you in the cell? Um, I just woke up here, actually. Um, I, but I've been here before. But it was, but I was getting rid of, rid of evil in here. Did you do something bad to be put in the cell? No, I was getting rid of evil before. And then I just woke up. Oh, who are you? Um, my name's Eclipse. I've never seen anyone that looks like you. Why are you so small? Um, so that's that. So different races have different appearances. And um, I'm not human. Oh, what are you? I'm a Wyang. Are you young? I'm going to grow up to be big one day. Are you going to be big? No, I'm actually already uh, over 50. Oh. Yeah. So I should probably open the cell then if you're an adult. It would be. It would be preferred because, um, again, last time I was here, it was it was very evil. And I, I would prefer to not be here. Well, I'm Raven. I think I can help you. Aranel. Shoot. Do I know that name? You've been calling him Aranel, so... You do. Okay. Yeah, also, Aranel is um, a very close friend of mine. I like birds. Did you see my hat? And she puts her hood back up and, like, the cloth beak flops down and she can't see because the hood's too big. And Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, I see Aranel has some keys. Okay, okay. She puts the, he- the hood back down, grabs the key ring, and puts it in, turns. I'm assuming it opens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And strangely on the first try. Okay. And pulls the door open. It's probably a big 
iron mm-hmm. jail door, and she opens it with noticeable ease, stronger than her size and age might betray. Okay. Eclipse, you have nothing. Okay. You have a prisoner's uniform. Okay. Have zero, zero things? Nothing. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, what's, uh, where's the way out? I don't know, but I do have this thing, and she kind of swats at the, this, like, tethery thing that yeah, I don't really know anything about. Your hand passes right through it, but it's like this eerie, ethereal green color. Mm. Um, and it, it goes back into the hall from whence you came. Do you want to follow this ghostly jump rope with me? Um, yes. Now I have because I've been here. If we start to veer off the path that I think I know mm-hmm. is the exit, we might need to turn. Okay. If you've been here before, maybe you can help us out. Yeah. Because of avoid danger and the evil things that you were trying to get rid of last time. Yeah. Um, have you seen any weapons like like my favorite is an axe that I can maybe help because I mean I see you have a shield. No. Okay. No, the bird came and got me, but um that's it. Clips oh. make me an intelligence check. I'll keep a lookout. Me, Haley, I know who you are. Hmm. Natural 20 or 26. You remember where prisoner's items were stored, and you most certainly look like a prisoner. Okay. Okay, so I'll, I'll go that way. I would have both of you make a perception check before you leave this room. Okay. Another natural 20. I'm off to a great start with a natural one. A 34. After not being able to roll my first three checks. (laughs) Eclipse, you hear kind of this whistling, almost howling, like wind coming from the oubliette. And when you look down, Mm -hmm. you don't see a bottom. Oh, oh no, no, no. It seems like it keeps going. Something's wrong. Okay. You also remember with that intelligence check where to go. You remember where you found Vance's axe in the first place. That's probably where you should look. Yeah. You make your way through Harrowstone. Yeah, and honestly, uh, sorry, just to interrupt here, but like, Eclipse is basically seeing a little girl. She's uh, talked to in, in before. Uh, and is <laughs> seeing a little girl, like, in oversized stuff and has just set her free and we're in a prison and like at this point I don't know if Eclipse knows what to do besides just like grab the little girl's hand and walk with her because like this is wild yeah is it as crumbled as it was the first time too it is exactly as you remember it okay so I'm not back in time or anything you had out of the room with the oubliette down the hall the tether goes straight across the hallway. However, you know that to get to the upstairs, you remember your old friend Matumbe struggling. Yep. To yep. climb yep. up and down uh, a ladder. Yeah, I do recall that. Yeah. And you good? Yeah, I was trying to see because I was. I thought maybe that was my package, and it, it doesn't look like it. You make your way into the adjacent room. The kind of stagnant, filled 
water down here from the crumbling remains of what was probably once a stairwell up still kind of sits in your memory. And as you remember the scene, you see a rope kind of twitch at the top and snake its way down. Does she hear? Yeah, the echoes of the chicken cry. Buck, buck. It almost like as it brushes the water, almost makes like a beckoning motion. Okay. Eclipse would, again, like I understand you're in full armor and I got nothing, but she would want to at least test the waters, like go first mm-hmm. to see if everything's safe. And then if she feels like it's safe, She'll uh, beckon Raven over. Okay. It seems safe as far as you remember. Make me a perception check. 27. Emily's favorite number. I'm on a roll. (laughs) Eight. Oh, no. You remember the flaming skulls that once came from this area. You remember the ectoplasmic man that came out of this water. All is still. All is quiet. Okay. If I've determined it, if I feel like it's safe and the same threats we had before are not there, Eclipse would say, Raven, can you, are you okay with climbing? Oh, uh, I, I, I like to do it, but I'm, I don't think I'm that good at it. I'll give it a try. I think I should go up first though. You're, um, older than me, but you know, I've got, I got a shield and she holds up her shield. Yeah. You definitely should be the one who goes first because again there's a whole set of prison beyond this I don't want anything to come up while you're climbing mm-hmm. also just give it a shot hold the rope and make some chicken noises and, and it, it actually may help you I don't know though you like birds yeah chicken though chicken, chicken specifically I like chicken Steve yep when Raven approaches the rope to ascend she just gets this pit in her stomach. Mm. Like, and and the tether points out her back. No, no, no. We're not going up yet. Uh, is there somewhere else we need to go? We gotta follow. To be, to be clear, is this like a... This isn't like a, it's stopping you from going up. God. It's just, you get that, like, you get that feeling on the back of your neck, like mm. you're not making the right decision. And maybe you're too young to like articulate that mm-hmm. feeling, but it it doesn't feel right going going up. It feels like you need to deal with you're you're going to have to deal with this situation. I don't know. I don't know. Um maybe we wait on the chicken stuff. I'm gonna follow the rope. Not not the real rope, the, the green one. Haley, make me a diplomacy check. Natural twenty. 32. So, so you know stop it all over me. You know you can't possibly help this little girl without your items. Mm-hmm. You, I know. You know. And and you don't honestly know the little girl's capability as it no, is. No. I think she's just stolen some dude's stuff at this point. Yeah. So I think with that kind of diplomacy, Eclipse is able to ease Raven enough mm-hmm. that like we need to go upstairs, but we can come back down. But I can't, I can't help you with this tether unless. If any of the evils that I remember come out and I don't have anything, 
I got a rock. Like, I can pick a rock up. That's not enough. See, that's fine. You got plenty. That's not enough. <sighs> I have so many things that can help us. I hope you're right. Okay. I'll go. Cool. Bacar, Bacar. It begins to move. Eclipse, it works. I had a feeling. <laughs> so you're able to kind of slowly, with the animated rope, make your way up to the first floor of Harrowstone Prison. And Eclipse, again, it's eerily quiet. It's not as you remember it in that sense. You remember just restless spirits here the whole time. Uh, but to say it's as still as a graveyard kind of belies the fact that the, the spirits aren't here it's either. empty. It feels empty. It feels like a vessel that's lost its contents. I don't like that. Eclipse would be very uncomfortable, obviously. Unpopular opinion. Creepier than regular Harrowstone. Yeah. Is an empty Harrowstone. Right, right. Uh, when you think something should have unspeakable evils and it doesn't, it's actually uh, also concerning. When it doesn't, so much mm -hmm. so that it's just empty. Hey, but if we can, like, stomp some level one spiders up here, I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Eclipse literally can do nothing without mm -hmm. objects because I can't even invest in yeah. my mental focus. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I am, like, useless. What's your unarmed strike looking like? <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't know I wouldn't have my objects, so it's already better than it should be. Mm -hmm. Nice. So you ascend into um, a room and you see like the trickling of water uh, down the hole kind of as you pass up, mm -hmm. filling that pool down below. You remember from here, there was like a, a some kind of church, like a prayer yep. room. Uh, but you remember that you could wrap around and get to the property room. Yeah, because there was a haunt right there. Mm-hmm. Notably, and I think it's just your sense memory, you feel cold passing the spot where you expected the haunt, mm -hmm. but nothing triggers. Yeah, I feel like that's an in innate ability for her. So it's like not reliant on everything else that she can sense the haunts. Like that's literally like an innate. She. It's almost like you sense the echoes of the haunts. Yes, mm -hmm. like exactly. You, it's, it's like when you detect magic on something that had great magic done to it, but is not itself magical. Yeah. It just echoes this faint, right, ominous presence. And like she almost wants to linger to figure it out, but also is trying to rush this little child that's clearly stolen a shield <laughs> on. <laughs> if memory serves, too, we were through that like cold haunt room several times and never figured it out. Like we would just run through it. Yeah. Yeah. You tried to like destroy the haunt mm -hmm. and it, we could never figure and out what now, was causing it. Here's the thing is that how clips at the level that you could. <laughs> now that I'm level 11, I could take this CR3 well, haunt. It wasn't even that. It was, I didn't have my hauntus yet. So I didn't have my like auto damage to haunts yet. Yeah. Uh, so you, you pass through the room, you enter the property room. Yeah. And you find most of your gear. Okay. Most, most, most. What's missing? Notably missing is your axe. That's, that's bad. Is there another axe? Well, you remember that the most dangerous criminals in Harrowstone's items were kept in a secret room past 
the property room. Man, I'm glad Cliff's remembered. <laughs> yeah, good thing you roll a 20 on that intelligence check. <laughs> okay, so let's go there. You, uh, you intuit that hidden door kind of hidden into the shape of the wall. Uh, open the door, and there is one item here radiating a dark energy. The Piper's Fiddle. <laughs> the holy symbol ring. <laughs> it looks like your axe, but different. When you found the Lopper's axe, it was old. Had sat in here yeah, for over 50 years. Fire damage, water damage, um, weathered your axe. But now you can see without even a detect magic, just the vicious energy that radiates from the Lopper's Axe, from the Lopper's Prime. But it's, as you remember, red ribbon and all. So it's like a regular size. Okay, okay. Well, so here's the thing. is touching evil things is what got me into this in the first place. Uh, I don't have a lot of other options, though. Well, there it is, Eclipse. We gotta get back downstairs. Um, yes. Okay, so I've had uh, some bad experiences before. This doesn't feel quite right. I am going to pick it up, but I want you to be not close to me when that happens. You're kind of silly. And she walks to the other side of the room. Some objects in this world have a mind of their own. I just don't want anything to happen. All right, I pick it up. You pick up the axe and it surges with flashes of its legendary wielders. Great men and women of great power and great capacity for evil. As you hold it, the legends of old bless you with some of their might as you gain a mythic level. I know. As the Lopper is your spirit, you gain the mythic champion. And you recognize this for what it is. An artifact known as the Black Iron Axe. Yeah. Holy crap. Plus six keen Vorpal Great Axe. Oh my god. This is insane. All right, so you're cool if I just, like, take off now because you're just going to clean this up yourself, right? (laughs) No, I don't want you to take off. I would like you to stand behind me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's where you want the shield bearer. (laughs) Way in the back. The shield that clearly was just picked up. That's all I've got. (laughs) The axe fits your hands perfectly. It's a small great axe in your hands. Oh, it's small. Okay. And yet the legend around it remains, and you recognize this maybe compulsion that you've had of decapitating your victims over and over in Eclipse's past. She's done it. The Black Iron Axe's wielder, when they decapitate a victim with the Vorpal property, can use that decapitated head to give themselves another surge of mythic power for the day. That's so metal. 
It's so awesome. And it's so Eclipse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Told you guys I was feeling like murder. <laughs> and so, <laughs> wow. What what do you do now that you have your gear? Are you dealing with this tether? I I yes. I think that's exactly what it is. I mean, I think just leaving isn't right. If she's going to go down, that uh, doesn't feel any sort of right in Eclipse's mind. And at this point, um, she feels empty and alone as well. And that's not something that's mm -hmm. okay for her as a whole. So she's going to go with the girl, obviously. One thing you've noticed now that you've been awake for you know an hour at this point there are no voices in your head yeah i kind of figured that was happening and that's that uh, i had that feeling when you said it was so quiet and empty i felt like maybe i was also now empty yeah it's specifically grating how quiet it is for eclipse yes yeah, that that hand on the little girl that she's been like, you know, holding hands type of thing, that that is not just for the little girl's sake. Yeah. <laughs> like, to be frank, this is the one connection she's got at this point. So you descend once again into the bowels of Harrowstone and you follow this etheric tether. Yes. And you enter into a room that you remember well because you nearly lost all of your friends here. Yeah. The only thing that kept you alive was your connection to the lopper. And this tether swoops down into the hole mm. from Raven. And out of the hole rises the splatter man. No. No way. I need you to roll for initiative. <gasps> oh. So it's dark, right? It is. Okay. Get that. Uh, Arnell bonus. Gotta get that air and out. Can it like not be dark though? Not dark. I just need it to be at least shadowy and dim. Yeah, I mean you're underground. It could be regularly illumined. Like if if you have the light cantrip, you could certainly have it on and still get the bonus. Okay, I got that. I figured that the light was coming from the yeah. <laughs> little rope. It, tr yeah, truly. If that's not enough light, um, Raven would have casted light on her. Would have had light cast on her shield the entire time we were downstairs and in this prison. There it is. There. Oh, wow. This is the smallest initiative tracker I've had in a while. It, Raven, guys, what'd you get? I got a 20. How about Eclipse? Do you guys remember how, you know, Eclipse was really bad at initiative? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I rolled a natural one to go with that. Mm -hmm. For four? Oh, I mean, I, mean I got a 20 with a 19 on the die. Oh, really? Yours is bad, too? Okay, it's, yeah. Oh, it's really bad. My, um, like... I always got shit from being eclipsed with like a plus two, plus three when I have air now. But yeah, don't don't worry, I, I'll make you look good. So what yeah. was it? I got four um, initiative total. Uh, Eclipse is visibly shaken because now she has to protect the child from the splatter man. Yes, the splatter man rises out of the hole in the center of the room, twenty foot high chamber. Suddenly, magic missiles just shriek from the splatter man's hands as a maximized magic missile shoots into each of you eclipse you're going to take three of the missiles so that'll be 15 points of damage and you are bleeding three. Oh, 
I'm bleeding. Bleeding three. So you'll take three points of bleed damage on your turn unless you heal yourself. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. Raven, you take 10 points of damage and you're bleeding two. As the first, second, and third letter of Eclipse appears on the wall behind her in her own blood. And L-Y yep. shows up on the wall behind Raven. There it is. Next in the order is Raven with a 20. Splatterman is 15 feet in the air over an empty pit. Ugh, boy, I hope I don't need these spells that I'm going to start burning. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Eclipse carries a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was a pretty stock prison items room. Because I also carry a lot of mundane BS on top of my important stuff. It was like stocked, and you remember that being like where all the prisons <laughs> had their <laughs> items. It was just Eclipse's items on the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Raven is going to spend a swift action to start charging up her shield. It starts to vibrate a little bit. And what this is, Griffin, should I tell them what? class and archetype I'm playing or do you want yeah, to have a choice here this is going to be so much fun I am I've been so passionately excited to play this character I am a war priest archetype shield bearer so she's going to be doing a lot of healing she's going to be doing a lot of tanking and uh, those are two things I really like to do in this game so swift action she charges up her shield this is the sacred shield not sacred weapon, sacred shield she gets from the archetype, raising her AC up a little bit by enhancing the enhancement bonus of that shield. Then she is going to reach over to Eclipse and touch her to cast a spell. I am going to spontaneously cast a cure spell to start getting rid of that uh, bleed damage. So this is just going to be a first level. You didn't take a lot of damage. I'm not going to heal all of it. But I'm only looking to burn a first level Stop spell at this point. Yeah. Eight points of healing as I burn my protection. Nope. Divine favor. Okay. Then as a move action, she stomps her feet down into the ground and activates a cool feat that she got, which increases her armor and shield AC if she stays planted in one spot. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Eclipse. Looks like your ally can do a little bit more than uh, steal other people's armor. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, she can. And in the past, she has always alerted to me of danger. Um. Clips doesn't know that. I mean, it felt like a dead giveaway with the Aaron all landing on her shoulder and she knew Aaron's name. And he called her uh, girl like mm-hmm. you did. Um, anyways. Well, the listeners probably haven't figured it out yet, so we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to wait for the whole name to spell out, right? Yeah, just take, you know, enough points of bleed. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll get there pretty soon. Uh, I think that... Uh, I Did think you take your bleed? No, I thought that happens on your turn. It was it, just, it was just your oh. turn. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> the, this, this encounter is so few combatants. It's flying by so fast. But I took my bleed. I debate whether I use one big spell and try to really take him down or if I get up there and start swinging. I really want to get up there and start swinging. I mean, you just found, like, the coolest axe ever and you're not going to get up there and start swinging? No, I know, I know. 
Uh, so that means, though, that I am going to have to spend, spend a standard action to spend a point of mental focus. And I'm going to have some ghostly wings now. And I can fly. Okay. Let me spend that. Oh, man, it's been a long time since I've spent mental focus. All right. So now Eclipse is flying. Um, I have now standard action. And I get a fly. Just get a fly right up to him. Okay. You fly right up to him. In front of, uh, yep. I understand it's not logical, but it, but it is, as far as not logical, because she's the one with the shield. But this is, this is what makes sense in my head. Okay, the splatter man flies the last five feet to the ceiling diagonally up and back, and then this chill erupts from his hands. I need reflex saves. Is this an area of effect attack? Yes, this is a cone-shaped burst. Sweet. With my covering shield feet, I get a plus three to this. Pretty sweet. That is. And these die just wanted to come back. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. This is another nat 20 for a 28. Nice. Or a 38. Sorry, 38. Whoa! 38. Holy hell. Uh, 26 for me. 26. So you both save. However, you're both, unless you have evasion, you're going to take some damage. I don't have that. You have a 18 on my reflex. So you would have taken 30 points of damage. You take 15 as a cone of cold erupts around you. Ooh. All right. As a move action, or as a swift action, rather. Um, <sighs> bitch. Seven images mm, appear around him. I'll keep track of my images. It's now Raven's turn. Great, in a 10-foot radius burst around this creature, a little farther back away from Eclipse, there is a brilliant flash of shimmering light. And I'm going to need a reflex save, Griffin. Trying to pull a every character Emily's ever played and first radiance <laughs> me. As we play uh, more and more of this episode 200, you're going to see more and more of Emily's spells as I cast <laughs> Burst of Radiance. Sure. Lots of crossover. Uh, that's a... Only a 20. Oh, my DCs are trash, man. You did succeed. So you are going to be dazzled for 1d4 rounds. Sure. Three rounds. And you're going to take 5d4 points of damage. Okay. Twelve. And then to round off Raven's turn, she is going to spend a move action to basically go right up to the edge of the pit to get close-ish to the Splatterman. How far over ground level is he? Like above ground level? He's 20 feet. 20 feet near. Okay. I thought about getting closer, but sure as hell don't have 20 feet of reach. Yeah. Eclipse is 15 up right now. It is Eclipse's turn. Yes, it is Eclipse's turn. And I took my bleed damage. And Eclipse should be able to take a five-foot step up and back to to follow. Mm-hmm. And now you're over the pit. Yes. I know. I said that ominously. That's just a <laughs> fact. I'm just painting a picture for our listeners. You're over the pit now. I guess don't don't the expanse uh, stretching below her into black oblivion. Yes. All right. This pit seems like it has a bottom. Never mind. Let me just do a couple things here um, on my new a new sheet. Hey, can I knowledge check? Yes, that would be a knowledge religion. 
I never do this, so I forgot that this is the thing. Nineteen. <laughs> Nineteen. Uh, I rolled really bad. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you don't really, you know that this is the Splatterman because of your prior experience with the Splatterman, at least some sort of version of him. Uh-huh. Uh, it seems like he's stronger than you remember. The fact that he was able to cast uh, to your approximation a cone of cold likely means that he's um, he's somehow stronger with the you know with the lack of any other spirit in this place. Mm-hmm. But you you remember that he is a ghost wizard. Ghost wizard, yep. Mm-hmm. I do recall that. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swift action use a mythic point. Already. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am dying to do this. Um, so I'm gonna swift action use a point of mythic focus, which I have to I'm I'm really gotta manage all these points I'm You only have with. one. Wait, really? Yeah. It says five a day. It shouldn't. Three plus double your mythic tier. Five a day at first tier. Oh, I thought I saw a box with one. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Okay. <laughs> uh, my tier is one. I know your tier. Yeah, I know your tier is one. I thought I didn't know it scaled like that. I thought it was just like you get points for your tier. Yeah. So I'm going to use a swift action to... I'm going to do a sudden attack. And so I will be making... I'm going to roll twice, take the better with a plus one bonus, and bypass all DR on this attack roll. Oh, and I have power attack on for this. I figured you might. <laughs> uh, I got an 18 and an 8, so that'll be good. 18 will hit. Yeah, because that then goes... It's 19 plus 19. It'd be the total amount, which will hit regardless. Mm-hmm. And then I have a D10 plus 30 damage. 32 damage. Okay. Now, what is your uh, rule versus incorporeal? I believe you do 75% with a magic weapon instead of 50. I mean, uh, it's been, uh, it's so been a long So that swift time. action attack certainly does bypass DR. However, incorporeality is not DR. Yes, I am aware that's not DR. Um, so, again, it's been a long time. If you could give me a second... Not that one. I'm pretty damn sure it's 75%. I am also... Yeah, right there, right there. Uh, when I target an incorporeal creature with a corporeal spell or effect, I have... No, that's a 75% chance of affecting. That's when it... That well, because a spell damage. normally... A spell that targets normally only has a 50%. Okay. If it targets the creature. Okay. Unless you use ectoplasmic spell. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. That was my swift action. Yep, you got a whole rest of your turn ahead of you. Yeah. Now I'm gonna swing twice. Okay. Uh, the big... Do I have to roll for images? Oh, you do. Yeah, he doesn't immediately take that. Uh, <laughs> I forgot he had images for a second. Yeah, that's, that's this me. is part of why I wanted multiple attacks, yeah. so that I could get rid of images. Uh, so roll a d8. If it's an 8, it hits. Okay. It is a 6. Okay, so it pops an image. Alright, now I'm gonna swing twice. <laughs> Uh, I got an 11 and a natural 20, and because it's a Vorpal... Unfortunately, incorporeal are not susceptible to uh, criticals from non-ghost touch weapons. God damn it. Oh, you know what? I still only do 50% damage. The only reason I was getting the benefits before is because I put ghost touch on my weapon. My spells, yes, 75%. My melee attacks, I only got those bonuses before because I can put those properties on my weapon. I spent 
I spent mental focus to do that before. I, yeah, okay. I, for some reason, I remember you doing 75% damage. On spells, yeah. I, I'll have I'll have to look into my sheet. It's very, it's probably buried. Like, I have too many things, and that okay. was, like, one of the first so ones. So what's the 11 go to? Sorry, the 11 goes to 30. 30 hits. Uh, so I assume they both hit. Yeah, and I can't crit. You cannot crit, and you need to roll for images for both of those. All right, so first one. So this will be a D8, re-roll eight, seven hits. Okay. Six. Six, okay. <laughs> so uh, roll me a D6, six hits. Okay. Three. Okay. He has four images left, and that is your turn. Splatter Man's turn, he's going to five-foot step back and then kind of in the air behind Eclipse is going to cast an empowered fireball. Very rude. <laughs> so I need reflex saves. All right. This is an area effect, so your stuff applies. Sweet. Uh, I don't know if it's going to quite do it. This could be a tweener. 22. 22 does save. Sweet. Nice. 32. 32 also saves. So it would have been 45 damage. You're going to take 22 damage each. 22 fire. That is the Splatter Man's turn. Wish I had more move actions. I can't even draw stuff because I'm a ghost. <laughs> and it's Raven's turn now. Okay. Take two points of bleed. Yes. Raven is going to spend a swift action um, channeling healing energy into herself. This is using the fervor ability. So mm-hmm. 46 of healing. Ending the bleed. 1166. The wheelist and woest. So 14 points of healing and getting rid of the bleed. Eclipse would have let her know that this is an undead creature, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You uh, would know. Yeah. Yeah. Eclipse said here. Well, in that case, Raven is going to point her shield up above in an arc and a cone. Ooh. A cone of channel positive energy erupts from it. As a shield bearer, I do not have a radius. I have a cone, a 30-foot cone. That's dope. That's yeah. very cool. Nice. See, this is very good for someone who does not have the feats to get selective channeling. <laughs> <laughs> I pointed it in a direction. Yep. So this is to destroy undead. We'll save. Yep. And it's against channeled energy, so I get a little bit of a bonus here. 24. 24 is a success. You're going to take half damage of... 16. Okay, so eight. Yep. All right. Damage is damage. Eclipse. Nice. Move action. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Finish your turn. I, uh, I just assumed on the ground you might not want to. No, there's not a ton that I really want to do with the move action. Hmm. I think we're sort of in a decent spot. And if I move, I'm going to lose my AC bonus, which is doing nothing for me right now, but it's not like mm-hmm. I can move anywhere that's going to get me in a more effective spot. So sure. I'll just stay where I am. Eclipse. Yes. You still got four images up. Yeah. I don't know if I want to use another one of my points. So I might just attack a few times. Okay. Five foot step up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Do, well, that's a touch. So that still would do against images. Only what area effect. Yeah, not area of effect. They'll not target images. All right. Well, then. I'm going to take a five foot step up and, and, and start swinging. Okay. So go ahead. Yep. First attack. Um, a natural 20 and a 16. 
You get these natural 20s out, it doesn't oh. matter. Oh, I know. <laughs> Both of those are assuredly going to hit. Um, yeah. So for the first one, it is roll me a d6, re-roll a six, a five will hit. Four. Okay, so that pops an image. Now roll me a d4, a four will hit. Four. Okay, so that hits. Yes. Nice. nice. All right. You want to tell the listeners what's going on with your power attack? No, because I didn't do that. Oh, you didn't power attack this time? No, I power attacked. Yeah, you have mythic power attack. Yeah, but but you have to spend a point to do that. No, you don't. It's always on. You can expend you can expend one use of mythic power. Oh, it's for a whole minute? I didn't read that part. I do have to spend a point, but it's for a whole minute. Mm, I thought I looked at your nope, shit. It it's on. a minute. It's so this is what power attack mythic, it is a feat. Um, and so the benefit is when you use power attack, you gain a plus three bonus on melee damage rolls instead of plus two. Your base attack bonus also reaches when your base attack bonus reaches plus four and every four points after the bonus damage increased by plus three instead of plus two. In addition, the bonus damage from this feat is double. No, no, no. That is always on. That first part is always on. You can expend a use of mythic power to remove any penalty from power attack for a full minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now, your power attack's still better. It's a plus it three is. instead of a plus two or it's whatever. It's a minus three plus nine. Ooh, wow. Yes. And so, yes, Heavy. I can talk about that side. I thought you were talking about the fact that I can also expend one use of mythic power and have no minus threes. I just have the plus nine. Wow. Also, the, the, other, so cool. the other cool thing about this is now Vorpal, you know, has a a pretty high chance of beheading something, but if it's not beheaded, the power attack bonus is doubled before it's multiplied on any crit. So that plus nine goes to a plus 18 and then is multiplied by three. Holy hell. Wow. It's pretty pretty freaking cool. That's terrible. 200 episodes? Gotta take a little dip in Mythic. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, So that's 40 points of damage because I got max. Okay. Awesome. Great hit. Is that halved already? No, I didn't have anything. Okay. I just gave you 40 points. So take take half of that. I will take half of that. Thank you. It, Still a great hit. Yeah, great hit. Mm-hmm. Splatterman's turn again is going to, I believe he still has room. Yes, he's going to five foot step back. You guys are still, you know, even though Eclipse is high in the air, you're still clustered up enough where he's going to do another empowered fireball. So I need reflex saves. Natural one. Oh, oh my no. gosh. Mm. 34. Okay. <laughs> this is 60 points of damage. Holt, are you okay? Or Kinda. 30 on a success. Are you okay? I'll be fine. Yeah, okay. This, uh, this is a very solid uh, fireball. 40 damage fireball to begin with. Power that bad boy. Plus 50%, baby. Okay. That's Spider-Man's turn. It is Raven's turn. Right. Yeah, I just got to keep myself alive here. So what Raven does is expends a swift action to use one of her war priest blessings mm-hmm. with my domain of healing. What that means is I have it's called powerful healer at swift action empowers any cure spell that I cast. Ooh, nice. And with spontaneous casting. Man, I really, really don't want to do this because there's not many of them that I have. But Raven 
burns a fourth level spell to cast an empowered cure critical wounds on herself. Mm. Okay. So I have marked off the spell that I no longer have access to today. <laughs> that doesn't sound ominous at all. It's <laughs> definitely not going to come up later. <laughs> it's probably a bad one to mark off, but she cures 40 points of damage, which doesn't appear to be able to keep up with the damage output of the Splatterman, unfortunately. But what she can do... Uh, I mean, anywhere I go, he can get me in a cone or a burst. So I think I just got to keep staying where I am. Okay. There's n- this, this room is actually pretty small, and a good chunk of it is taking up with this giant hole in the ground. Yeah, like it would be a 25 by 25, but there's cells on either side, so it's really only like 15 feet wide for your purposes, and the hole is a... Um, as a 10-foot square hole. Right. Eclipse. Mm-hmm. All right. Eclipse is going to five-foot step up and uh, do the same thing. Two attacks? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, go for it. All right. Second one is definitely not going to hit because it's an at one. The first one will hit because it's over 30. Yep. Roll me a d4 or four hits. Three. Okay. That pops an image. Okay. Spider-Man is going to make a touch attack at Eclipse. Mm, only an 18 against touch. Needs speed. Okay, I need you to make me a fortitude save. My favorite. It is your favorite. Rolled an 8 for a 35. Okay. <laughs> what are these saves? What are these saves? You, you succeed, however, uh, you do take 16 points of damage as the Splatterman's corrupting touch ages you. What type of damage is that? Mm, not really sure. Okay. It's just damage. Eight? Huh? Eight? 16. Oh. It was 33. Oh. My B. And then the Splatterman will... Oof. Make the mistake of flying away, where I then try to murder it. Turn tail like a cow. He's going to just take a five foot this way. Since you keep up with him anyway. Raven. Okay. Raven is going to... If I want to make this work, I got to get kind of close to Eclipse. So Raven is going to start rotating around this pool clockwise. I turned off my sacred, my sacred shield ability. It wasn't giving me any AC bone. I mean, it was giving me... It's AC not, you're not getting matter. attacked. Doesn't yeah. matter. So I had turned that off. She starts moving around this gaping maw in the ground then keys on a blessing of hers and this one's so cool I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to use it This she starts to radiate this aura of protection and what this is is 10 energy resistance which isn't a lot although we've seen a lot of different energy types and you're like Steve why are you throwing this out because this is energy resistance to acid, cold, electricity, fire, and sonic. Ooh. So, sonic. So if he pulls out like almost anything in his arsenal, mm-hmm. we might be taking 10 off the top. Cool. I can I'm in the range. Yep. Okay. 30 foot radius. All and right. you're 20 feet in the air. That's why I moved up close. Nice. That's close. my full turn. My turn? Yep. 
I mean, I don't even have to five foot this time. So. Oh, I would have swift action fervored. I got to keep the healing right, up. I'm sorry. Healing yourself. How many images? I have two. Okay. Uh, I'm going to attack twice. All right. Ouch. Well. In the tray, Haley. It didn't leave the table this time. Oh, I saw it. It was a natural 20. Okay. You guys are going to. You're going to hate me, but it literally was. Okay. Uh, Because I got a 20 and a 16. I don't hate you. I'm getting my ass beat. (laughs) I'm fine with this. So uh, both of those will hit. What should I roll? Uh, For the first one, roll me uh, high, medium, low, high hits on a D6. So five or six. Five. Okay. So that hits. Doesn't pop an image. And then the second one, roll me the same thing. Okay, so that does pop an image. Okay. Um, and then that's one thing of damage. Oh. 36 damage. And then it's halved. I yeah, did not half it yet. But yeah, I yeah. halved it. Okay, that's still, I mean, hey, damage, damage. That's damage. Splatterman takes a five-foot step this way to be outside of attack of opportunity range and casts a fireball on you guys. Reflex saves. What a fucking shot. Remember, 10 off the top. Yep, 10 off the top. 19 on the die. Got it. Okay. Eclipse. I didn't roll as good this time. Oh. Oh, like a 34. God forbid. What is it? 24. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you, you both save. Uh, 15 points of damage will be reduced to five for each of you. Almost just took 15. Whoops. Raven. Wow, I'm down 100 hit points. What you want to do is you want to guarantee damage That's by casting spells. That's what I think I'm going to do, actually. I was seeing, <laughs> I was seeing if I had an opportunity to give Haley a little bit of healing from rain. This character's very ground-focused. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she is going to... Man, I'm burning through my abilities here, but I think I'm going to fervor again. I got nine of these per day. This will be my fourth, just to keep putting healing back in my body because I'm way down. Mm-hmm. 16 points of healing. That was a swift action. And then as a standard action, she's going to use her second of four channels for the day. 4d6 will save. Natural one. The full 18 points of damage then. 4d6, 6, 6, 5, 1. Okay. You moving at all? She'll keep... T- Rotating around, but only about ten feet. I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna take a five foot up. Right. I'm really basically Raven's just trying to mirror Eclipse in the air to be close enough so this aura continues to protect her when more stuff inevitably goes off. Thirty foot radius, and it lasts for a minute. So as long as I'm just by her, we're okay. Okay. Eclipse. All right. The amount that I would like to just attack again is very high. It's got one image left. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, 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 why not? I'll swift action and use the second point. Okay. There Three better attacks. be more than one day in this. You only yeah. use two of five. I understand. That's, oh wait, I get to roll twice on this. And the second one definitely gets it was a 20. Um, oh the gosh. first one was a Fantastic. 5. My dice missed me because um, I refused to use them with any other character. Anyways. Roll me a 50-50. Yeah. 
Just which one hits odds or even? Hi. Odd. Is that better? You gave me a look like you weren't going to be able to calculate that four, five, and six are high. I just, I had a moment where I didn't know what to do. Okay. I got a one. Okay, so that hits. Okay. So that hits, and that's great. Not exactly what I wanted, but that hits. Um, and that's going to be 35 points of damage. And because I didn't pop all the images, I'm just going to attack. If I pop the images, I was going to do something different. So. 25. 25 to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't hit, but it's close enough to pop an image. Yes. We'll take it. All right. So then the next one is 28. Beats beats. Yes. All right. Cool. And that's 35 again. It's going to take a five foot diagonal back. This one? Yes. Shoot a maximized magic missile all at Eclipse. That is 25 points of damage and five points of bleed. Raven. Okay. Raven is going to target Eclipse with a second level spell called Blessing of Courage and Life. For as long as the effect lasts, the target receives a plus two morale bonus on saving effects against fear and death effects, but I don't think that's what we really are excited about because (laughs) at any time while the spell is in effect, the target can choose to end the spell as a swift action for a burst of healing energy. This is going to be healing for 1d8 points of damage plus one point for caster level, maxing out at 10. So a d8 plus 10 if you use the swift action. Taking a lot of hits, trying to help you where I can. Thanks. All right, that's your standard. I'm on the fence about fervoring again for five out of nine. Oh, man, that's fervor is potentially arguably my best ability because I'm going to need that later if I want to cast self buff spells, which will do me nothing right now. Mm -hmm. I think she just ends her turn, takes a five foot step up. Okay, Eclipse. Um, Eclipse is going to swift action, uh, use a point of mental focus from abjuration to get a mind barrier up because doing the math, that is actually more points than 18. So So, yeah, you should do that. And then five foot step up and attack. Okay. Oh, are all the images gone? Yes. Okay. Okay. You've already used a swift action. I'm not using a swift action. So no mind barrier. No, no. I'm not using another one. I thought you were like, well, I'll attack three times. (laughs) No. Uh, actually, can't, so, hmm, I think this is, so as a standard action that provokes an attack of opportunity, I can expand a point of mental focus to unleash a ray of pure energy as a ranged touch attack. So I wouldn't even have to take a five foot step up and I could do this ranged touch attack now that I don't have multiple, um, images to go against. So range touch. <sighs> Natural one. <laughs> Oh, we're in trouble. That uh, sucks. Yeah, that was significantly bad. Yeah, because that was going to be 66 of pure energy. Take your five points of bleed. Yeah. Mm, Let's do another maximized magic missile at Eclipse. Uh, 25 more points of damage. What is your health looking like? Well, that just ate through my shield. Got it. So that was only three damage for me. Bleed doesn't go through the shield, but the... Uh, Because bleed is just on your body, but... Mm -hmm. You can now see, like, Eclipse's full name is written out on the wall. Yeah, but it's not good, though. I am at 22 health. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I have a total of 150. That's a lot of damage mm -hmm. I'm taking. Spider-Man's going to five-foot step back again into this little alcove uh, so he can avoid uh, Eclipse just stepping up on him. And it's Raven's turn. 
Raven points her shield up to Eclipse and uses her third of her four channels per day. This is a lot. Oh, all right. Uh, slightly below average, I think. 12, actually, that's exactly average. 12 points of healing. Thank you. Raven will continue her journey of five foot steps towards the Splatterman. Okay. And shout back at her friend. I cast a spell on you. You can use it anytime you want. <laughs> Maybe now. <laughs> Eclipse. But that sh- that stops your bleed. Yeah. Your your channel. Oops. Oops. Uh, yeah. So I will swift action end that. Um, and I will D8. roll my d8. Fourteen. All right. Back in a a, a better spot. And. I could do a spell, but also like it could keep hitting. I'm worried about, I guess I'm worried about using my spells, but you're also using like everything. Yeah, I'm starting to really burn. (laughs) I I mean, I'll tell you what, there are incredible things left on this character sheet, but- If you can get melee combat. Exactly. Yeah, I've, I have plenty of spells left, but no one's close to heal. It's really a tough situation for me. But anything that has that is applicable in this specific situation is getting burned through very fast. Yeah, uh, Eclipse is gonna fly over and attack. I think it's the best thing I've done. Okay, that's gonna be a twenty-five. Twenty-five misses. Spider-Man's going to make a touch attack at Eclipse. Yeah, I figured that might happen. Natural 18. Hey, when I drop like a rock, you can help me then, right? (laughs) I can probably... You can stabilize. I'll tell you what, I can stabilize you and there's a good chance that I might be able to outlast his spells. (laughs) You'll have to come down and fight me one-on-one on on the ground. I do automatically stabilize, so you don't need to do that, but... (laughs) Okay. Make, make a fortitude save. A fortitude save? Mm-hmm. Okay. 37. Okay. Uh, you only take 10 points of damage. Okay. Raven. Raven walks under Eclipse oh. and reaches straight up with her shield, final channel of the day for healing. Wow. Okay. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. 15 points of healing. So so we will eventually be resting. Who knows? So uh, who's on whose shoulder now? Ah. <laughs> how the turntable. <laughs> Eclipse. I think I just have to keep attacking. Yeah. You're, I don't know what you're rolling to get like a 25, but it's garbage. Might it, why don't you try rolling I a... I rolled a six. I would suggest try rolling a save. Because those are in the 30s easy. Yeah. Yeah, my fortitude is very high. Yeah, why don't you just roll a fortitude save to hit? I think I've got a swift action put up another mind barrier. <laughs> because it's not been doing great. Not, I don't want to heal myself yet, but if I put up a mind barrier, that at least helps. And then I'm going to attack twice. Okay. All right, well, I got a natural 19, and then I got a 25. All right. The Spider-Man who's been sitting on seven health for three rounds now. Oh, my God. Oh, no. You cut through, and as you slash through the ethereal tether 
dissipates off of Raven. And you see glowing in the center as it kind of lightly drops to the ground, a mirror. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What? No. All right, that's okay. Okay. So I'm obviously going to pick up the mirror. Yes, you know that this is what's known as a soul theft glass. Oh, oh shit. So that's kind of crazy. Do you want me to read what that is? Sure. (laughs) The wielder of this hand-sized, fine glass mirror can view another's reflection in the mirror to capture a portion of that creature's soul. Whoa. Doing so requires the wielder to advert his or her eyes as if defending against a gaze attack so that he views the creature only by its reflection and then takes a standard action that provokes an attack opportunity. This imposes one temporary negative level on the creature reflected. A soul theft glass can hold no more than three portions of a creature's soul and can't contain portions from more than one creature's soul at a time. When the glass at full capacity attempts to steal additional soul portions, fail. Uh, when When the mirror retains at least one soul portion, the possessor receives a plus one luck bonus on ability checks, saving throws, and skill checks. Uh, yeah, there's also a ton of other things. I don't, I don't know if you want. Yeah, it's to just go like through. there's like a lot of stuff. What the deal is with the negative levels? But essentially, you can impart negative levels on something uh, by viewing it through this glass and stealing shards of its soul. And by doing so, it gives you a luck bonus. However, that's maybe not the most pressing thing that happens right now because as the final spirit of Harrowstone dissipates, the entire structure rumbles and you can hear the first floor collapse in on itself and you see the cracks and the dust falling from the ceiling here as well it seems that you likely only have a few seconds to think of what you're going to do here only a minute the tether's gone maybe we should leave yeah i think we should leave pretty freaking quick I can carry you. Yeah. And that's going to be important because I'm going to spend a point of mental action, get my mind steed, and we're like hauling ass out of here. To where? The first floor has collapsed. Where else can I go? You're going to go into the laver hole. I know. You're going to make me go into the freaking laver hole, aren't you? You said it. Is that what you're going to do? Yes. And uh, I don't know. I guess... Fuck it, I'll have this, uh, it'll be a Pegasus with wings, and we're gonna fly it straight on it, because <laughs> technically at ninth level it can have wings. Okay. <laughs> so you cast a Mind Steed, and it charges uh, a, out of the Splatterman's domain and across uh, a many-celled room and back to the Oubliette, and again, you amid the rubble and stuff, you hear the howling now stronger of the wind uh, blowing through this oubliette. You turn down as the Pegasus kind of goes into a dive and you still see nothing but dark. And then with a you both find yourselves in darkness in what appears to be a root cellar. Thanks for getting me out of there, Eclipse. All this stuff is weighing me down. Um, yeah, it looks a little too big for you, but I mean, you seem to know what you were doing. Are you able to see? 
I, well, I've had light on the, yeah. the yeah. shield. Am I able to see? Yes. Okay. With light I didn't know shield. if all the light like went out or something. Fair it, point. Yeah. It looks like a cellar. You can see kind of the double doors of a like that maybe lead out to the outside. You know, the slanted like storm doors almost. All right. So I I know you know what you're doing, uh, but I've taken a lot of damage. I yeah. don't know where I'm at. I think I think we gotta go up there. We have to be ready. Yeah, I, I can I can help with that. You've taken like a crap ton of damage, right? Yeah, I need um just under a hundred points of healing. I have fifty three health right now. Okay, I can empower and rip up a bunch of spells, but this is gonna take me a while, Griff. Oh, okay. you're gonna do a bunch of spells for this? You don't oh my have- god, I don't have a wand or anything. I didn't know you didn't have a wand. Mm, did y'all forget wands? <laughs> no. I didn't have money for wands. Mm. Should have spent more wisely. Eclipse didn't hold the wands, okay? Yeah, you have a sausage effigy. So, anyways, I'm going to actually do a point of conjuration to go ahead and give myself some flesh mend as well, because that's going to give me 3d8 plus 11, um, and that'll, I mean, that's going to give me a lot just to... Right, are you doing Ooh. all this in this cellar? I mean, you, I, at a know. minimum, I need to. Do, I want to do the flesh mend and then go up because this is a like that's a standard action at a minimum. He, I know what what um, Raven wants to do. She is going to touch Eclipse twice. This is in one and two minute increments to key on some major blessings. And actually, I so I don't think I have to use spells. And this is pretty cool. So. For one minute, you are going to get, and actually, I'm going to do this twice. So, two minutes, you are going to get fast healing three. Oh. So, it's going to take me so two, 60 two blessings, points. 60 points. I'm going to spend one on myself to get 30 back. So, I'm going to spend three blessings to net 90 between the two of us. And that's, let me check my health. I am going to be three points under. I'm totally fine. So, you gave me 60? Yes. I am uh, 100. I'm not at 100%. I'm at, but I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's go. You open these double cellar doors into the light of day. Yeah. And what you see around you is a farmstead, but there are many burnt out campfires that dot the field here, except for one. One field or one fire in the field is lit and there's a man and a woman sitting by it. You see trailing off into the distance, a tether exuding from each of their chests. They appear in conversation, and as you exit, you recognize this place, Mm -hmm. although it might be too late or later than you were ever here. You remember this is the farm outside of Felgrau. You remember your friends had stayed here. The wolves of the Shutterwood had stayed here. Yep. That's probably what all of these freshly doused fires represent. The only person you've met so far with a tether was friendly before. What do you do? Eclipse would walk up but keep axe in hand, I guess, but not like threateningly, but, you know, like have it over her shoulder out, not stowed away or something. And ask that Raven kind of stay not, not totally behind, but, you know, like a step behind. And then walk up to the fire and say, Hey, so, uh, who are you guys? Uh, Before they answer, I think you need to finish your drinks. 
because we'll see you in part two. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>